Okay, today's topic, we're going to do, phenomenal topic, we're going to do The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, by, a book by Nathaniel Brander. He, he's been a psych- psychologist for over 30 years, and he basically came up with six pillars of self-esteem. I'm going to obviously usually blend it, blend it in with Rabbi Nachman's teachings, because everything usually has Rabbi Nachman's teachings in it. And we're going to really, really give it a tremendous insight. Why self-esteem is so important? It's because it pretty much affects absolutely everything in your life, across the board. Relationships, marriage, work, the amount of effort you put on yourself. And we know low self-esteem is rooted, is, is, unfortunately has led people to addictions, depressions, and God forbid, one of the worst states. And obviously this is one of the things, working in recovery, that I try to get people to start loving themselves and having more compassion. But the root is self-esteem. It's probably the most important class. I speak about it so much. And once we really get to the root of it, that we really, what I want to get you to the concept here is practicing self-esteem. Practicing self-esteem. This is not something you're born with. This is something you develop, just like resilience. You're not born with resilience. You develop it. So it's not like I got the wrong DNA. This is my life. I got the wrong relationship. I got a lemon. I'm done. No such thing. Practicing self-esteem. It means you have to work it. Whatever you work for, it works for you. Exactly the way with anything else. You work your marriage, it works for you. You don't want to work your marriage, it goes against you. Cross the board on anything else. But self-esteem is one of the most important things because unfortunately today we we were living in a very victimized uh, generation. Unfortunately, in a very entitlement or, uh, or, uh, world today, everybody's entitled to everything. And you shouldn't really, if you really have healthy self-esteem, you shouldn't want free things in life. Opposite, you should want them, you should, person that works for his effort, he gets reward. It stays with him. But you see today, the society today is, is obviously, there's a major lack of self-esteem. Some of the issues are, you know, too much comparison. You know, you know people are 25 filters on a camera to, to put on a picture. There's never, not, there's never enough today. And this is something that low self-esteem is really, really the connection spiritually. It's your, the portion of God inside of you. The reason why you have to develop yourself it's because God gave you a portion of Him inside of you, and your job is to develop that issue, to, to develop that to the extent. If you're meant to be a singer, you must need to be a singer. If you're meant to be a computer programmer, you have to be a computer programmer. If you're meant to be a designer, that's what you're meant to be. Whatever you're meant to be, you need to develop to become, because that's going to be very rooted in your purpose in life. The worst thing is getting talent and not using it, because that means your Creator gave you a portion of, his, of, his, of, of, of Him to develop and not using it properly. If you look at the, the great Rav Avram Torsky, may he rest in peace, and he's, he made a very bold statement, and he said something. He says, low self-esteem is the root of all psychological disorders. It's a big, big line by, by Rabbi Torsky, but Rabbi Torsky had 40 years of experience. I could tell you today, every addiction is rooted in low self-esteem, as from my own experience. I could tell you. Nathaniel Brandon, who wrote, who's been practicing this for 40 years, is basically telling us here. From anxiety to depression to underachieving at school to fear of intimacy to happiness to success, alcohol, drug abuse, uh, abusive marriages, child molestation, codependency, sexual disorders, all kind of chronic uh, attempts, suicide attempts, violence, etc., is all rooted in somehow low self-esteem. Etc. Because we're going to give you the practical. I know. I know. Right now, it's 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 a little bit of a bomb to hear those things, 
How could you tell me everything is rooted? So you're going to get, you're going to see exactly how that is rooted in, in low self-esteem. And if you want to fix your shalom bayit, you have to work on your self-esteem. That's number one. I always tell people, it's the, the biggest issue in the world is we always want to fix outside of us and not inside of us. That, that is the, the number one problem out there is I need to change the outside. Once you change the inside, everything changes. As we speak about many times, when you change your relationship with your creator, your relationship changes, your, your creator changes your relationship with people. Bottom line, it's very, very important to understand that we have to take one of the steps you're going to say is to take accountability. Nathaniel Brandon basically came out with six concepts. We're going to go through them. We're going to talk about the Hasidus in each one of them. There's a lot of emet to what he's saying here. But it's, it's, once you get to it and you, and you break it down, you're like, oh my God, I never saw it that way. David Lieberman speaks a lot about this. David Lieberman is one of my favorite authors. You can also recognize there's a correlation between self-esteem and ego. As self-esteem increases, ego goes down. As self-esteem decreases, ego rises. And what does it practically mean to have a big ego today? To have a big ego means blaming people. To have a big ego is being a person being very, very um, not willing to open, not willing to be open-minded, very small perspective, looks at everything the wrong way all the time. So uh, our ego blocks our perspective. So how do you know you're building your self-esteem? You're, you're radically open-minded to change. Imagine if you, somebody's single for, you know, they're 20, 35, you're single, and you tell them, listen, I think you need to do this, 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 this to get married. What are you talking about? I do this already. What do you know? There you go, big ego. At the end of the day, because it doesn't mean you have to take the information sensitive. You have to, okay, it's information. Let me see what I can use and what I can't use. But you see very, sometimes we, we touch on very, very, very sore topics in, in our classes, obviously, because this is not a radio, and topics that are going to make, make change. But some of these topics, people run away from these topics because it hits the wrong nerve. But that's exactly what's supposed to happen. That means if you're walking out of a class always happy, you have a problem. You have a problem. If it, you, the class sometimes has to bother you a little bit. It has to bother you a little bit because if it bothers you a little bit, whatever doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. So it's okay to be, to be a little sensitively, a little bothered sometimes because that means usually we have to, we have to ch change some area. So that's the correlation. As you're going to see, the correlation, how do you know practically is my self-esteem increases. Is basically you're going to recognize you're more open-minded. You look at situations in life where you, instead of looking, oh my God, this is bad or good, you'll be curious instead of saying it's bad or good. Another way you know that you go, your, your, um, your self-esteem is increasing is when you start realizing people stop insulting you so much. And if they do insult you, you don't really care. That's another sign of a healthy ego, a healthy self-esteem. That what people say to you doesn't really bother you as much as it did before. Before you were really bothered, but now they could say the same exact thing and you couldn't care less. That means you have a healthy self-esteem. doesn't mean you have to be arrogant, but it means not everything that happens to you is about you. Again, healthy self-esteem means I'm working on myself, I know my value, your opinion is not going to change my, my opinion of myself. And it's very, very, this is so important. Because, you know, can you prevent? You can't have shalom, but you can't have... Uh, there's no, Rabbi Nachman already told us, it's not possible to have permanent peace. He told us black and white. He gave us a Torah, and he says, you may want to have peace, but you're not going to have peace. As much as you want permanent peace, you're going to have moments of peace. 
But to think you're going to go to Switzerland and hang out with goats and say, this is my life, I don't want to be bothered, I want to live at peace, not possible. Because you would be, you'd be bored to death and you'd be, you would have a life of no fulfillment. So you're going to have trouble, you're going to have people in your life that are, that are, that are driving you crazy. Believe me, I have a Rolodex to them. But again, I realized, okay, Baruch Hashem, this is what it is. It is what it is. This is what, what my Creator uh, do, gave me. And it, it, He's teaching me that I need to be more merciful to people. And once you recognize that, you know, no pain, no gain. No ego, no pain. So if we don't have an ego, we're not going to have pain. But big ego, a lot of pain. So there's a lot of connection between that. So remember, open, being open-minded is a sign of a, you're building your healthy self-esteem. Another sign is definitely not taking things so personal, not being so sensitive all the time, not being the center of the world. That is also a sign that you're working on. Being able to take constructive criticism, it's a sign that your, your self-esteem increases. Gratitude is a sign of self-esteem increasing. Right? Because you can only be grateful if you have the proper perspective. Right? And a proper perspective means the ego has been, has been you've worked on your Yetzirah. Okay? So very, very important. That's how you, these, are, these are the litmus tests that you know that, you know, you can come home, you can be in a marriage, all of a sudden somebody will say something to you. Instead of saying, I got abused, you'll say, that person insulted me, but that's the way he feels about himself. Because we, we recognize this concept in life is very important. That the way people treat you is a reflection of themselves. Another concept of self-esteem is how a person treats others and how he treats himself. That's another concept of self-esteem. So these are all rooted so you understand the big umbrella. And then we're going to go on how to build, how to get there. We, we, first we need to go ahead and explain to you what it is. Because it's not self-confidence. I can have self-confidence in something and have low self-esteem. Because self-confidence sometimes is just created by repetition. I can, have, I can become the best chef in the world. And if one person doesn't like my food, it's the end of the day world for me. So self-confidence is, 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 is repetition of something. You can be very confident in something, but you can have a very, very low self-esteem. So remember, it's two, two different things. Self-esteem is really an opinion and how, what is your, your worth. And remember, you can't be happy if you don't have healthy self-esteem. So this is why it's, we have to really, really develop. So let's talk about these concepts. Let's talk about the issues. What is this first thing that he says? First thing he says is living consciously, living in the moment. Living in the moment and living, on, living with Amuna. Because remember, there's only one real healthy way to deal with the past. is really having, finding meaning and applying faith. It's the only real way to deal with it. Find meaning and why you went through that challenge and then find faith. So living consciously means not walking around with yesterday's baggage to new, to, new, to new things. Very, very important to living consciously. The more conscious you live, the more you're in the moment. And the more you're in the moment, the more you recognize you can create, the mo- you can create a new reality. That's the whole thing. This, con- this feeling of helplessness is when you walk around that nothing I can do can change anything. So you're really not in the moment. Because you're believing that I tried it yesterday, I tried it before, it's not working. So that is an absence of consciousness. So it's very important. Living consciously is the number one indicator that you are getting to the right moment, to the right place. And how do you know that? Obviously, your relationship to time. We're going to give you two Torahs from Rabbi Nachman who really, really nailed this, this, this down to a T. But you can't walk around in, in, 
in constant, constant trauma and obviously build the self-esteem. The best way to deal with trauma, obviously, is seek therapy, find meaning, and then post, turn the post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth. Very, very important concept. But again, your relationship to time is very, very, very important. Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 272, he says something very clear. He says, this is a very important rule in the service of God. One should only focus on today, whether in regards to your livelihood, your personal needs. You should not think about one day to the next, as is brought in the holy books. For because when a person starts getting to the service of God, right away you're going to be predisposed to a heavy burden. The burden. I've said today that religion has become too institutionalized. It's become too institutionalized. And this is why Isaiah says, I do not want their sacrifices because they're too, they come to me with their hearts. They come to me with their lips, but their hearts are so away from me. So you understand, the one thing that turns your Creator off the most is not whether you're confused, whether you're in pain, but if you institutionalize things, if you make things boring, if you have no vitality, no newness. As Ram Nachman says, all, Hashem says, all I want from you is a different thought every single day. Renew yourself. Living in the moment allows you to do that. And when you, Ram Nachman's telling us very simple, he says you're going to be prone to this heavy burden of life. You're going to wake up in the morning with a burden. Think it's easy to wake up in the morning and want to do spiritual work? Absolutely not. But if you just say, I have to do this today, I don't procrastinate. Because remember, procrastinating is a form of, again, not being in the moment, which is rooted in fear. And as we constantly procrastinate in life, you know what we say? We never take on any challenges because we always say, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, famous uh, Florida contractors, they'll tell you, mañana, if they're Spanish, or in Israeli, they'll tell you, bli neder, which means bli never. But they, they, they already, they know. I said, but you're here. You're in the house. Why can't you just do it right now? Because they can't handle it. They can't handle it. No, we can't finish it. But this is what Ramachman says. Don't push off. Who says you have tomorrow? Who says you have tomorrow? Estelle Hadai was sitting two, two doors. Who's, she didn't have tomorrow. Who says you have tomorrow? The assumption that you think you have tomorrow all the time. So Ramachman's telling you, no, you, gotta, you don't have tomorrow. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. And that's why you have to take the day. And that's why he tells us, if you have your consciousness, imagine today, if I asked you today, imagine if you lived 10% more consciously, would your life change today? If you were 10% more aware of life, how, how different would your life be? You would completely change. You would be a different person. So we have to start asking ourselves, what would 5% more awareness be? What would 10% more awareness be? Because the Yetzirah, remember, his job is to keep you in the future or in the past. That's his job. It's the job of the ego. Control the future or not let go of the past. This is how many times we speak about this. Let it go and stop controlling. Let it go and stop controlling. This is like the constant, uh, it seems to be the constant battle today. Either we're not letting go or we're trying to control the future. I mean, it's, you see the problem? It's too much time of, and that's really rooted in, again, ego. Because why can't we let go? Because we're saying, how could it happen to me? And the future. I'm, not, I'm afraid to, to, to embrace something new. So we're using, it's actually sabotage. When you don't let go, you're sabotaging your own, your own future. Because when you don't let go, it's like having a door that doesn't close. And you, can't, you want to open up a new door. 
So if I, the new doors don't open up unless I close the doors. And the more you let go, as the sages say, when you let go for other people, they let go upstairs. So it's, it's a form of sabbat. You're sabotaging your own mazal when you don't let go. Because letting, not letting go is the opposite of a muna. And in the future, I want to control. Control, control, control. You have to let go and let God. So you can see the two, the two things that really... I can't have healthy self-esteem if I'm not living in the moment. If I'm not taking every single day as a brand new day. And, and, and this is the vitality that refreshes you. Because the more you, you're able to do that, you're able to psych yourself out to say, you know what? Yes, I have this issue to deal with. Yes, I have this issue. But I'm going to put it in escrow account. Today, I'm going to deal with today. Then you could start those days count. And instead of having a good day, you make it a good day. It's not an option. I'm a, I'm a victim to the day. I'm not a victim to the day. I make the day work. It's exactly what Rabbi Nachman's telling you. Make the day work. Make it work. We can't wait for things to happen. You know, somehow I think we're waiting for like a magic guy to come and fix all our problems and take care of all our emotional mess. Guess what? He's not coming. Because you have to create it. You have to create that part. You have to create it. The whole, it's the same concept as Kabbalah. As the man reacts uh, down low, so is above. As below, above. Same, there's nothing new under the sun. So this is the important thing. Rabbi Nachman says, avoid procrastination. And he had a, he had, he had a gift of telling tomorrow, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. He, he procrastinated procrastination. He did the opposite. He says, tomorrow, tomorrow. And then when it came tomorrow, you know what he says? I'll take a day off tomorrow. It's like being in the, in the collections business uh, in retail. Nobody pays. Tomorrow we'll pay you. <laughs> tomorrow we'll pay you. Pretty much the same thing. So that, your relationship with time is your attitude towards the day. If I have low self-esteem, I don't even believe I can change the day. I don't even believe my prayers are worthy. I won't even get up to pray because I'm saying, what's the point of me praying? Nothing's going to happen. So Rabbi Nachman is telling us, you have to have chutzpah. You have to believe in that in the, you have this nekuda that you could, and he's going to answer you, and you have to believe it. That means you could even ask for rain and bring an umbrella. Doesn't mean it's going to rain that day, but it's going to rain. That's the belief you have to have it. Ranachan says it's not the, the type of prayer, it's the belief behind it. But if you have, when we have healthy self-esteem, we're able to approach our Creator and, and, and have that relationships. Instead of having, God forbid, in I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy enough. Why would he answer me? Look how much I've sinned. Look how much I've done. That's all rooted in, in excessive, 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 um, too much of a reaction to the sin. Or say, just say, there's the sin itself, and then there's a reaction to the sin. The sin could be a minor sin, but the reaction becomes the major problem. You make a mistake, now you incriminate yourself for no reason. That is bigger, that's a bigger sin than actually making the mistake. And so it's a big difference. You make a mistake, you make a mistake, I made a mistake, teshuva, bye-bye, that's it. But the incrimination, the guilt, the shame to the sin itself creates more of a problem. Lesson 61. I've said this Torah many, many times, but it's exactly the thing. Because, again, what's the opposite, what's the opposite of... Of, of not being in the moment, right? Escaping. What's the opposite? Being conscious, aware. And then there's, again, related. The whole concept is related. It says God is above time. It's very, very mysterious that God is beyond time. It is impossible for the human being to comprehend that God is above time. 
But no, time essentially means it stems from nothing more but a deficient comprehension of consciousness. Because our intellects are very limited, the greater the intellect, the more time contracts and is nullified. Okay? What that means is the more you are present, the more time you can believe you can, time can constantly change. Versus a person who's bothered by time. Let's give an example. You're dating for four or five months. And you're going to say, and let's say you just got out of a relationship and the relationship took eight months. It went south. Okay? All of a sudden, you want to start dating again. Do you think you're going to go in there with a, <laughs> happy? Oh my God, I can't believe I've got to be in another relationship for eight months. Who says you have to be eight months? But, but now you're taking all that weight because you're not aware that you can get married in two days <laughs> if Hashem wants you to. Change, things can change in an instant. But because you, a person's not aware, he's in the past. He's saying it's going to take another eight months. So what happens? They show up to a date. Oh my God, it's going to take another month. Who are you? What do you do? Not for me. Next. You don't have the patience. It's very important. This is, this is, this is dysfunctional dating. You always have to look everything brand new. It's the key to everything in life. It's the, 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 the importance because, like I said, the belief of Amuna is believing that everything could change right now. Right now, everything could change. Everything could change in a minute. That is the belief. As, as we wake up in the morning and our sages say that our faith is renewed every single morning. What do you think they're telling you that for that? They're telling you, but those who believe it, get that energy. But the ones who don't believe it, don't get that energy. Bottom line. It's very, very connected to what your beliefs are. If I believe it, I get that energy. If I don't believe it, I don't get that energy. And that is really the magic of life, to be able to look at everything brand new. Look at everything brand new, and that is how you... There's no such thing as low self-esteem, because you're creating new. It's a constant creation. It's a constant renewal, constant creation. That's what we have to work on. That's a practice. It's a muscle you have to work on. The best way to do it is breathe, meditate in the morning, and get yourself into the present day. Very important. You want to right away change state, get into a gratitude meditation, get into breathing, because that allows you to take advantage of this, of this energy. Because if you don't believe there's a new day created, you just you start saying, how long, how long, how long? So that is the first thing is your relationship with time. Your relationship with time and your self-esteem are very correlated. You start working on being more conscious, being more aware, automatically your self-esteem will increase. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because you'll be more aware and you'll have better, more beliefs. And as you repeat, things will change. Reality will change and everything will change. That's exactly what we're talking about. So your relationship to time, you can't, if that doesn't work out, because you, you can't have everything else if that is not, I'm still in the past. If I'm still in the past. Imagine how many marriages, all we talk about. What did you do five years ago to me? Three years ago, seven years ago, this, that. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Second, practice of self-acceptance. So the first one is consciousness and time, being present. Second one is acceptance. You can't change something you don't accept. Bottom line. If you, don't change, if you, can't, if you don't accept it, you can't change it. Now, once you accept your current state, where you are right now, etc., in life, okay, then you have to judge yourself. Very important. You have to judge yourself 
favorably. Acceptance doesn't mean, look what a mess I made. What am I going to do? No. There's a great book, great concept. The Science of Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. She wrote a whole book on self-compassion, how just the way a person speaks to themselves and how they treat themselves either produces oxytocin or cortisol. Your, your internal speech is very, very important. Yes, I made a mess. I accept it. Now it has to become the self-work, working on yourself, being kind to yourself. It's very, very important. Rabnachman says the way you judge yourself, it determines your success. Isn't that crazy? The way you judge yourself determines your success. Because if you don't judge yourself properly, how could you judge others properly? So it's very, very important. The way you judge yourself is the way you, 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 your success in any area. And the difference is self-criticism, everything becomes a threat. Okay? Releases cortisol and adrenaline. Self-compassion, you start getting oxytosis. You start developing self-compassion. And you're good to yourself. You're less likely, okay, I woke up late. Okay, I'm not perfect. I woke up late. Instead of saying, I always wake up late. How am I ever going to make money? I keep on doing it. This negative self-speech has to go. You have to go. Because that you're not accepting your situation. And you can't accept, you can't change. Acceptance. This is what I need to work on. Accept. The opposite of acceptance is resistance. And resistance is what's causing the majority of the damage. Which is the suffering. So we don't want to resist. We want to accept. Just think an area of your life. Accept. Imagine an addict says, I don't have a problem. Okay. So we have to wait till he finally says, I admit, and it could take, you know, it could take a long time. That's all time being wasted, that he can already change his life. But the lack of acceptance is, is why a person's not getting to be able to get that. So the second step is acceptance. You have to accept where you are, and once you do accept where you are, there comes the self-compassion. You have to have self-compassion when you're trying to change. Recognize that you have a, a concept of Always, Hashem always, is always going to show you. He's going to give you the success in an area. All you have to do is ask for help. Sometimes we're very confused and we're thinking that the, the, results, are, the results are in my hands. No, you have to ask for help. Because if you start getting successful on your own, what happens? You start getting arrogant and you, look, <laughs> you miss the whole purpose of the whole concept. The third step is practice self-responsibility. This is what we call in Kabbalah Malchut. Responsibility is the keli, is the vessel. When I take responsibility, I'm able to draw shefa, I'm able to have a vessel. Can you have a vessel without taking responsibility? No. This is why we stress guys to get married. Because if you're, you're just hanging out and dating, you're not putting a ring, you're not taking responsibility. Not taking responsibility. Yes, you're not guaranteed. You're not, nothing's easy. But you're not taking responsibility. You have to take responsibility. Rabbi Nachman says that when you take responsibility, that is what draws Shefa to the world, to your life. Because all of a sudden, you took, as what do you say in the chuppah, I cherish you, I honor you, and I will provide for you. When you say, I will provide for you, all of a sudden, your income goes up. Income goes up automatically. Why? Because now you're responsible for more people. You're, you're, you're connected to kingship, which is responsibility. So this is the constant problem that people say, I don't want to get married until I make more money. 
So you're going to make more money after you get married. It usually comes afterwards more. Not before. I can't tell you that enough. Get married afterwards comes the blessing, not before. So people should really be running to get married, not running away from getting married. And this is the opposite of taking responsibility. Because you can have a lot of fun, and just like a guy in a building, he jumps, jumps from the building and goes, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing great. And then, poof, he crashes. So a lot of people tell you, yeah, yeah, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Don't you see how much fun I'm having? And then, boom, it crashes. So taking responsibility for your actions is, you can't, again, we can't have self-esteem without taking responsibility. Because low self-esteem is rooted in blaming. Low self-esteem is rooted in right away blaming. The opposite of responsibility. Right? When people have low self-esteem, right away they blame everybody else. My wife caused me my, my this. My husband did that to me. This one did that to me. It's blaming. And that is rooted in low self-esteem. When you have higher self-esteem, you focus 95% on the solution, not on the problem. Low self-esteem focuses 95% on the problem, 5% on the solution. This is how also you know, as we continue to grow, where are you putting your energy? On the solution or the problem? As you see where you're putting your energy, that determines, because I need, remember, when I have low self-esteem, I have to project, I have to blame somebody for what I've done, instead of saying, you know what, I made a mess, gotta take responsibility, and I gotta fix it. So we, you know, sometimes we blame our parents, sometimes we blame this, we blame that, we blame that. Not everything's gonna work out in life, some things are gonna break in life, sometimes you're just gonna learn. You're not gonna win all the time, you're gonna learn. And it could be that it's a heavenly decree, that it didn't work out. Or maybe you did. You weren't the best person in that time. It is what it is. But <laughs> what's next? What's next? Remember, we can always create the future by creating a new trust in Bitachon and God. We're, always, we're not victims to the past. We're not victims to, to yesterday. Today's cre- a new creation. This is exactly what Reb Nachman say, said. L- please, he told the students, I want you to travel lightly in a very heavy world. You think people are today living lightly in a heavy world? No. They're getting dragged with the, with the mud. Travel lightly in the heavy world. He had many opponents, but he didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't care. He had much opposition, Rabbi Nachman. He didn't care. Not out of arrogance, but knowing that nothing good comes easy. Same thing with you. Same thing with us. We have to take responsibility and say, I am the solution, I am the problem, and the story. And you, when you do that, it's ultimately humility. Because remember, humility, people with humility, they take action. Lack of humility, they have to blame others. It's the opposite of humility. And humility gets everything. Humility, you get everything. So that's practicing responsibility. The fourth one. Practice the practice of self-assertiveness. Again, we're saying practice at times. This is not, you're not, practice. This is something you have to work on. Working, on, working, practice, practice. We keep on saying the word practice. You have to work on these things. If you work, you have to work on this. Self-assertiveness means to be bold. You have to be able to speak up in life. You have to be, tell, tell Hashem what you want. Very, very important. 
the way you approach your Creator, you have to tell Him what you want. You can't just say, thank you, Hashem. No, you, have to, you have to have, there has to be a concept of this holy chutzpah and being determined. You have to, you have to show up and make a, a form of a, not demands on controlling, but spiritually, you can be extremely aggressive with your Creator, demanding from Him that He should give you spirituality. And we know this from Pesach Sheni, and we know this from the daughters of Salafad. They demanded that, that they get a piece of the land, and you know what? Because of the desire, they got it. Pesach Sheni, they demanded it, and they got it. So you see, you have to have boldness. You can't hide behind the tree. You have to have boldness. This is very, very important to have healthy stuff. Having boldness. Live authentically. Speak up. Speak up. You don't like something? Speak up. Don't become a sheep like 2021 and 2020s look like. Everybody's a sheep. Speak up. You don't like something? Speak up. No political jokes, that's for sure. Rab Nachman says, you have to be a bold as a leopard. You have to be a bold as a leopard. But don't allow yourself to be pushed off by people. And don't become shy and timid. You may, you may think that they're better than you on a higher level. It may be true, but perhaps really you're on a higher level. Even so, your motive should be for the sake of heaven. And get into the habit of not caring about what people say. Get into the habit of not caring. You have to get into the habit of not caring. You understand you're not going to please the whole world. This is my, my, my relationship with my Creator. This is what I do. You don't have to put it in people's face. But you have to have inside, this is my road and this is what I do. So people that practice healthy self-esteem, they speak up and they have rights. They're not sheep. They're not sheep. You have to speak up specifically spiritually. You have to speak up. There's a great line. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. And if you hang around the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. You're going to get a haircut. That means you got to sometimes, who cares what you're saying? You just have to be around to win. Very important. Don't focus on much, am I praying right? Am I not praying right? The fact that you showed up and you broke your sleep and you're even saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, like a Biden thing, you know? He doesn't care. He'll give it to you anyway. He's going to get to you. He's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. Because you showed holy brazen, you hold boldness. That's it. One more joke and that's it. So you have to have, you have to be very assertive. You have to have very assertive. The, la the, the, the last one is you need a purpose. You need a purpose. You need a goal. You need a higher, something higher than you to do. That's so why it's very, very important creating projects, creating, because the purpose wakes you up in the morning. You have a purpose, you don't need an alarm clock. You don't need an alarm clock. You don't need motivation. The purpose itself gets you there. How do you get purpose? You have to spend a lot of time by yourself and finding what you're good at, what you're not good at, and really, really develop yourself. But these are the six, these are the six pillars of self-esteem. And when you have them, remember, it's all connected, all connected. Because remember, once I start having self-esteem, I'm willing to choose what's difficult now. We always say this, what's hard for you now is going to be easier for you later. What's hard for you now is going to be easier for you later. What's easy for you now, it's going to be hard for you later. 
people with healthy self-esteem, they're able to have more delayed gratification instead of the instant victory, instant, instant. Delayed gratification, which is a very, very important. So self-esteem is a very, very wide thing. But the most important thing, like he, like he says here, is you are inside of you, you have a portion of your creator. This is another great book, by the way, Self-Esteem in the Talmud. Another phenomenal book, which basically t talk, takes m most of the stories from the Gemara and gives us examples on how to develop these same. This is by uh, uh, Rabbi Yisrael Roh, amazing, amazing rabbi. But he basically takes all of these situations and tells us exactly how we can, we can work on that. So remember, this is not, again, this is not something you are born with. This is something you have to develop. And remember, practice consciously is one. Responsibility is two. Assertiveness is three, which is boldness. Living purposely is four. What did we say? Are we missing? Huh? Acceptance is five. And, this, and the last one is, li is living purposely. So this is really, really, again, all of these concepts are really, really in Rab Nachman's teachings. So we have, to, we have to get to work. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions on this? Yes? You have to, each one is a whole different ballgame. How do you live more purposely? The best way to live more purposely is wake up with gratitude. Wake up with gratitude. You have to, you have to fight the moment. One of the toughest things in life is to fight the current moment. This is why we, we spoke about this, these two Torahs. Once I'm, I learn more, let's say I learn more, I learn more about things in life, okay? Let's say all of a sudden I, I teach this class, so all of a sudden I learn this. Next thing you know, I recognize that uh, humble people are not, that we don't, don't take things personal, right? So what happens? Somebody's going to say something to you, and instead of reacting, you're going to respond. So what did you do? Plus one. The scoreboard in your mind is now plus one. Because instead of reacting, what happens when you react? It's going to trigger the same feelings that you were feeling about yourself. You see, I always do this. I can't lose my temper. Negative self-speech. But when you have responsibility, you respond versus react. All of a sudden, you just created a victory. You got your power back. So all of these start by doing, that's why there's six, there's six individual ones. Living consciously, the best thing is, again, new information. You can't be conscious if you're not learning new things. When you learn a class, take the information, apply it, and it should become. The unknown has to become known. And then once you have that new information, you apply it. That's the whole purpose of Das. The whole purpose of having Dat is to take information, apply it, and use it. And use it. Recognizing also, living in the moment, recognizing, being observant of your feelings, not pushing away your feelings. You have a feeling? Remember, the three steps to healing is three things. You have to grieve, feel, and heal. So when you have a feeling, don't just judge it so quickly. Let it go. Let it pass. Get curious. That is living consciously. It doesn't mean you're going to feel great all the time. It's just you're going to be aware and you're going to start feeling more pain instead of not completely, uh, not even feeling that pain at all. Because that further goes into, into, into running away. And then each one of them has its own thing to do. That's why there's six of them. There's not one. It's, a, it's a six things. But as you continue, you'll see, when you feel good about yourself, you're in a much higher consciousness. When you're in a much higher consciousness, 
you look at the same situations completely different. That is the whole point of it. We're not trying to get a, 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 a out of energy drink every five minutes. If you're, if you're out of energy every five minutes because you, you keep on focusing on things you can't control, that's not the solution. <laughs> Red Bull is not the solution. The solution is let go and start trusting your creator and you will feel that energy in your life. Good. Any more questions? Yes. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah, it does. One who trusts in God is surrounded by mercy. The whole, the whole Sidur, if you read it in English, it's like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a whole, the whole self-help movement about affirmations. But between you and me, if you read the books, the whole thing is an affirmation. The whole purpose is you're supposed to read a, a Sidur, and after you pray, by saying those words constantly, you're supposed to become a different person. Technically. When you say, one who surrounds us in God, one who trusts in God is surrounded with mercy, you're supposed to feel differently when you say that. Wow, I feel so much mercy. It's when we don't connect to the words that we don't feel that. So we have to buy self-help books that say, say these hundred affirmations. But technically, the Siddur is the, is the affirmation, by the way. The Siddur, if you read the Siddur, you, you should feel completely different if you really put your energy into it. That is the affirmation. The Pasuk itself is an affirmation. Or a, a man of faith has many blessings. Faith equals blessings. There you go, there's another affirmation. When you think of faith, you think of, of getting, connecting yourself to tremendous blessings. That's how you're able to connect to, those, to, the, connect to the words. Connect to the words. Or a man of truth, God opens, God is close to those who call out in truth. So now when you see, when, you're, when a person takes responsibility, he's calling out in truth. Now he has God closest, closer to him. These are, all, these are all, we say these all the time in our prayers. All the time we're saying these constant, positive, positive statements of blessings and trust and mercy. But very few of us, they go, and then we don't catch the, yeah, we don't catch the words. That's why I like using, you know, in Hebrew, English, Siddurs, or, you know, or the preparation before you pray is very important because you'll feel more than if you're praying and you're just thinking about something else all the time. Could you be high in Amuna, but low in Bitakon? Amuna is a belief? Yes, it is possible. You can have a lot of faith, but you, don't, you take no action. So faith, what, what the difference between faith and and trust is trust is not something you do, something you say. Faith is not some faith is something you do. Uh, faith, trust is a belief. Uh, trust is sorry. Faith is a belief. Trust is action. So there's a time where our, our Creator says, "Why are you crying out to me? Enough already! I heard you. Move, move. There's a time to move. Stop praying already. Move." Because you can say, please, Hashem, give me a bitach, give me a bitach, and then, okay, here, opportunities are coming, and you're not taking those opportunities. So the actions have to be consistent with bitachon. That's how you know, person with bitachon, he has tremendous trust, he lets go of the outcome, and he learns on the way. Rooted also, when you have healthy self-esteem. You take more action. You're not afraid to fail. You're okay with learning. You don't take the failure so personal. Instead of, again, 
When we don't take action, we're, oh, what are they going to say? What are they going to say, etc. No, we take action and we learn on the way. We learn on the way. Yes, you had a question? Well, I was just going to point, I saw a little safer ones. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he brings all the psukim in right. the back in order to strengthen your bitachin. He brings from the Maharal. It says that if you say the psukim, it strengthens. And he has a little bit of right. prayers also. Right. And, uh, Duties of the Trust also has the, has the psukim. There's another book. I remember actually, um, there's another book that's uh, The Base Levi on Bitachon. He has three or four le- pages just on verses that has bitachon. Right. But again, Amazon Alexa can say bitachon, but you, you have to move though. You have to develop the momentum by saying it, but then really the action is, action is the greatest thing you could do. Because it's show your creator, I'm trusting. If it's going to work out, it's meant to be. If it's not, you, know, you learn a lesson. And that's why when you do that, you could solve a lot of fears. Fears is, fear is the opposite of action. Fears, procrastination, and constraints. Any more questions? Yes. You said that people who transgress, they shouldn't feel too, you know, shouldn't beat them up. But uh, no. there are a lot of people who transgress, and over time they don't feel anything, and they just right. transgressing. Like, what do you right. Rab Nachman calls that, it's called a concealment of a concealment. But still, even in a concealment of a concealment, you have to scream out from your heart, and, and that scream can get you anywhere. Now, the problem is, is once you start doing tshuva, once a person starts going the right way, then comes the obstacles to see if he's really doing it for the right reasons. So usually people start, they want better, they start doing good, and then here comes, <laughs> here they, they try, next thing you know, the kitchen sink comes at them. Everything that can go wrong comes at them. So they're saying, before I didn't do tshuva, I didn't have these headaches, but now that I'm doing tshuva, the whole world is uh, out to get me. So there has to be a cleansing process. You can, a bride cannot walk down, the, down a wedding with a red stain. The, 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 the stain has to come out. So the cleansing, how you relate to these obstacles once you cry out, is your attitude. You should say, I deserve a lot more, and this is 10 cents on the dollar. So the way we deal with many out and obstacles, Yusurim, we always have to say we're getting a very good deal on them. We're not, getting, we're not getting punished. We're getting a cleansing. When you're saying that way, it's very e- much easier for you to come closer to God than that way. Because sometimes we're afraid of punishment or we're afraid of this. This is all in our heads. We have a, we're watching too many movies and our, our connection. God is merciful. He wants us to get... But there is, there is judgment. There has to be tzedek and mishpat. There has to be judgment. But your job through your attitude could be completely sweetened. We're, we're here to sweeten the judgment by giving tzedakah, etc. Good. Any other questions? Any other questions? Any other questions? So again, this self-esteem is across the board. Across the board, marriage, life, dating, etc. Imagine being in a relationship with somebody who's very, very needy. Where are you? What time are you coming home? What time? What time? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Well, self-esteem. You want to leave me? Leave me. What do you want me to do? I know I can find somebody else. But the constant, the constant, the constant, constant fear of being left alone. Because some people say, if I don't love myself, why would they love me? So the fear of, of that person, uh, not, not, uh, you become more needy and then they don't, don't want to have anything to do with you. So sometimes also we have to give people space. When you have love, you create space.
healthy self-esteem, you give the person space. And usually people want what they can't have. How do you like that one? So you're actually doing better. Because the more you, you play, I'm not saying play hard to get, but when you create a space, people want to be with more people that have a healthy space. Nobody wants to be suffocated in a relationship. I guarantee you. Nobody wants to be suffocated. And why would you suffocate in the first place? Low self-esteem. You're afraid you're going to lose that person, afraid of abandonment, afraid of all that. And it's very, very important. These, this is such an important concept. Again, the, the book is called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. It's by Nathaniel Braden. Strongly, strongly recommended. All right, guys? Have a great day.